Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Conley, left-hand curl, comes back to the right side, tries to throw it back. Beautiful catch by Rudy with the outstretched right hand, and then he takes a pivot and switches to his left and lays it up and in. Beautiful move. Delay a game on Utah. Get to Donovan. Minute 37 left. Donovan in the open floor. Bounces to Conley in the right corner. Bullets it down low to Gobert. What a catch and a finish. Jazz by two. Rudy Gobert catches Mike Conley's bullet above the traffic and lays it up and in. Utah Jazz in Memphis tonight. David Locke will be on the call at 6 o'clock. P.K. Dante Exum is listed as probable. Yeah, I saw that. It's a good sign for him, man. Hopefully he can come in there, stay healthy, and make a contribution. I'm interested to see what Quinn Snyder is going to do with him. I'd imagine he wouldn't get extended minutes right off the bat. But when he's ready, if that ever comes, I assume it will come. But where will he fit in? Because whose minutes are you going to take? I don't know if you're going to take anybody's minutes. You're going to supplement the rotation, but right now, the guard rotation, whose minutes would you take? I don't, I would, I don't, I don't see anybody. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's more a case of a couple here, a couple there, because as you have noted, in many box scores, while many people go straight to points, maybe rebounds or assists, you've been noting the minutes. You got guys playing 35, 36, 37 minutes, big minutes on a regular basis. Are we going to see some of those guys down to, you know, 32 minutes, and he gets four minutes from this guy and three minutes from that guy? And to your point early on, it's going to be minutes restriction. I don't know what it is, but I would think 10 or 12 or something like that, a couple of five or six-minute yeah. stints out of the gate. And so I don't know. It's not like he's going to send somebody to the bench. I don't think that's happening. I just think it's getting some of the big minutes off these guys and not go bare, obviously, but Donovan yeah. Mitchell or Mike Conley or whoever. I mean, I think the good thing for him in today's game is he's become more valuable due to his versatility because now that you have guys who several years back wouldn't be playing the down-low power forward position doesn't exist as much as it used to, certainly not in the traditional sense. Those You see those guys that are playing what we would consider bigger positions. So he's big enough to where at minimum he can guard three positions, maybe even more depending on particular lineups that the opposition has, the way the game has evolved. So I think there's opportunities there for him to pick up some stuff in situational uh, conditions that he could, Quinn Snyder could use him in. So you got to get him out there, though. You got to, you know, you just don't want to have him sit there and get even rustier. He's obviously hasn't played a lot in the last several years. So that's a little bit of an intrigue. I don't see how he's going to hurt you, that's for sure. The more depth, the better. So I'm excited for his return, and everybody's got our fingers crossed uh, going forward and see if he can make a contribution. Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, 6 o'clock. Pre-game show starts at 5 here on The Zone. Hashtag NBA. George tries to cut it down to one and does! for Paul George and the Clippers are down by three. I think it's sensational. We played them about the minutes we liked. You know, I thought the fouls killed us a little bit and hurt our rotations, but he was really good. That's Doc Rivers talking about Paul George's Clipper debut. Finished with 33 points, but Drew Holiday had 36 to offset that. 
and the Pelicans beat the Clippers 132 to 125. I think the Clippers are right there with the Lakers. They'd like to have a great record, but deep down they don't really care what they're seated. I mean, they prefer to be one or two, but nah. I mean, it's the kind of deal where if they were to meet in a playoff series, whether it was, you know, it was a one versus four or in a conference final, they'd be playing in the same building. You have home court, you have home court. Nah. Your fans are here. Yeah, but they're two only two games above 500 right now. Right. So uh, check back in January. If you're only two games above 500 in January, well, then it's more of an issue because you know, there's going to be some pretty good teams who are going to be in the postseason here. So right now in November, I don't think that unless you're just completely and totally awful, you have much of a concern to think it's going to last. And those teams who are in that situation, they probably had that concern in September. So the Clippers didn't have that. So Paul George is back. He had a sensational debut. They sat out Leonard. They lost again. And now going forward, see what these two guys can do. Yeah. And if things go to the plan that they expect come March and April, no one's going to give a rip about November. And I suspect they'll be there. And then I don't, I don't know that they'll win the postseason or win the conference, but you want to be in the mix. And I suspect when we get there, they will be in the mix. Suns and the Nuggets both pick up wins. The Nuggets kind of as expected. They beat the Nets 101-93. The Suns, they just keep it going. Not that Atlanta's great. The highlight of that game was probably Trey Young nutmegging Ricky Rubio. But ultimately, it didn't matter. The Suns won really comfortably, 128-112. to What, are they 7-4 and four now? I think that's a record. Yeah, I think so. And they've just got to be ecstatic. I mean, you know what they're talking. Playoffs? Listen to yesterday. Playoffs. Listen to yesterday. They, they bumped the Cardinals Arizona aside. Cardinals? Well, I think that, yeah, the, the Suns are the original, right? In so the it's Valley. easier for them to bump the. But Cardinals. you have to give them a reason. Well, you know, this turnaround. The Cardinals is a are the fallback if you don't have stuff. But if you have stuff, then, in this case, the Suns, right? And if the Diamondbacks hey. in the next few weeks make a big move, they'll hit that. When you're coming when you're, off a 19-win season. Well, the 10 way, years of crap. Yeah, the Suns, you got to be thinking, well, when do they pass last year's win total? Christmas. Get, yeah, Christmas or New Year's, there it is. Oh, yeah, they're ex- excitedly, deservedly so. It's, it's a fun story. Everybody loves fun stories. Carmelo Anthony, just a couple days, is quoted as saying he was 2,000% sure he would be back in the NBA this season. That's a lot of percent. That is a lot of percent. He must have known something (laughs) was up in Portland. He's getting a non-guaranteed deal in Portland where the Blazers are just looking for anybody. Somebody, please help. And they're 4-7, the opposite, I think, of the Suns. So uh, he can score. You know, he's a ball stopper, but uh, he can score. He'll be one of those guys 10 years from now he could be able to score. Yeah, well, you got to figure everybody who sees him is going to isolate him just like the Jazz did in the playoffs a couple years ago when he was in Oklahoma City and go right at him. Yeah, but they need to score. They're 4 and 7. So I wouldn't be concerned about Portland in the playoffs right now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. All right, PK, we got a lot of hoops tonight. The 17th-ranked Aggies are playing. BYU's in Houston. Utah's at home to Minnesota. Plenty of basketball wherever you turn. Got any expectations for the Utes against Minnesota tonight? You feeling yeah, 3-0? I do. That game's on the Pac-12 networks. I want to see how they perform. I mean, I know they got a ton of young guys. I mean, both Gooch and uh, Tim Allen, I want to see how they do. 
The Cougars are in Houston to take on the Cougars. First road game for BYU after three straight at home. Cougar on Cougar crime. Exactly. Well, I'm not up to date with Houston. I know uh, Clyde Drexler isn't walking through that door. North Carolina A&T is at the spectrum, so it feels like 4-0 for Utah State tonight. 17th-ranked Aggies out of roll. If I were Scotty to pump this game up, yeah, the Aggies are playing North Carolina A&T. It's kind of swallow the A&T. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> That's at a phone company. <laughs> Pre-game show at six. Actually, all the college basketball games start at seven. Both Utah and Utah State at home, and then BYU and Houston. Also at seven. That one's on ESPNU. Weber State got crushed by the USD Toreros. A 15-point loss at home, 71 to 56. And I'm surprised because I didn't think Johnny D was walking through that door. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Our only focus and task is to get a win this week. And that's that no matter what your rank, no matter what all that outside noise says or, you know, all the peripheral stuff, can't worry about that because no matter what it says, you got to win. And that's that's our whole focus. And that's really not a big challenge in my estimation. I hope it's not a big challenge for our players. It shouldn't be. Kyle Whittingham, one game at a time. <clears throat> None of this speculation about who should be in front of who matters. If you go up, mess it up for three hours and lose to a team you're favored by 20 over. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't U- see anything to worry about. UCLA coming in four and two, four and five, but four and two in the South. Well, they won three in a row. Yeah, yeah, good, good for them. But the Utes are on a different plane right now. You would think so. I would think so. Everybody betting money in Vegas thinks so. Now the Utes have to just go make it so. I mean, barring injury, I would just be absolutely shocked if they lost any of these last three games. I don't know how other other way to say it. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I mean, that's not that's not my call. I mean, I don't really think a, a quarterback should ever lose a starting job based on injury. I mean, of, of course, and there's always situations that go into it, right, based on how you're performing before. And that all uh, comes back to the, the coaches of what they decide. And so I know they're going to make the right decision for the team. Whether it's someone had just been injured and is looking to come back and take their job, it's, it's best person plays is, is how the role should work, is you're going to play your best players because you want to win. So. Zach Wilson. Getting ready to come back, PK. Three games left in the season, and he's been out for a while. But he was the guy who took on those tough games at the start of the season and got him the wins over Tennessee and USC in overtime. Well, injury doesn't really matter to me. Whoever they think is the best player should be able to. Whoever gives you the best chance of winning the game? No, because anybody gives them. So I didn't say that. Okay. Obviously, it's Idaho State. So they could take a safety. Austin <laughs> Lee can go play quarterback. I'm sure somewhere along the line, Austin Lee did play quarterback growing up. Back in seventh a, grade. He's a great athlete, right? So, no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Whoever performed the best, you've got three guys. I don't know about Jaron Hall's availability, but you've got three guys competing in practice, right? And whoever performed the best of the three in practice should be the one who plays. And that, But most likely, they'll play multiple anyway because of the level of competition. For these next two weeks, right? And then they can sort out who's playing the best and yeah. gives them the best chance to win at San Diego State in the finale. Exactly. DJ and PK. PK. Hashtag Utah State. The Aggies hosting Wyoming. This is a big game in the sure. Mountain West Conference Mountain yeah. Division. Boise State is still undefeated in conference play. Air Force and Utah State both have one loss. BYU beat Air Force. BYU did not beat Air Force. Excuse me. Boise State beat Air Force. 
And if Boise State, that Boise State-Utah State game is going to be a big deal, the Aggies need to beat Wyoming. And Wyoming's got two losses after losing to Boise State last week. Well, I think it's even a bigger deal if they lose to Wyoming because you can have a really good season without winning your division or winning your conference. I mean, the Utes are going to win the conference, division. They may not win the, divi- the conference, but they still can have a very good season. So for the Aggies and what they're trying to accomplish, because you're always trying to build. I mean, there's always games down the line, whether they're next week, next month, or next season. And you're always trying to build towards something. So this is an important game for Gary Anderson and his team, even if they do not win the division. This this would make them bowl eligible. It's six wins. they got Boise State, New Mexico, and a bowl game looming out there if they win this. Right. Certainly, it, you would think eight and fives in reach, even if you don't think they can beat Boise State. Eight and five. Well, we'll see. Play. See about right. that when we get there. But yeah, I, I they're going to have to play really good because I think Wyoming's a decent ball club. Judging by that OT, OT game they just played with Boise State, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and they beat Missouri and, earlier this year. Six and yes, three. Yeah. With the wins over, with the win over Missouri. I watched that game, Boise. I watched that Missouri, Missouri game. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they played Missouri. In Wyoming, they showed me. Oh, the show me state. Yeah, you see that? That was was spectacular, PK. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be you. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. All right, plenty of games to watch tomorrow that could impact the playoff race. If you're a Ute fan... And you think they're going to win out and be 12-1, and one, and you wonder if that'll get them in the playoff? You start with Alabama and Mississippi State. I don't see it. Bama's favored by 19. Everybody wants Bama to get another loss except Bama fans. Get those guys out of the way, but they ought to win that. <laughs> I don't jo- care. Georgia's got a loss. They're at Auburn, 130 on CBS. Well, that's the game of the day, right? Uh, depends how you feel about Oklahoma-Baylor, I guess. But Georgia-Auburn would be right there, yes. Oklahoma's a 10-point favorite over Baylor. That's on ABC at 5.30. Well, maybe because I don't respect Baylor enough, I'm expecting Oklahoma to win, whereas the other game that you just said, I don't know who's going to win. Odds makers are right there with you. Oklahoma's favored by 10. Georgia on the road is favored by 2.5 over Auburn. Right. So that's, uh, you know, somebody makes a field goal or somebody misses it and everything changes. Yeah. Undefeated Minnesota plays on Big Fox at 2 o'clock. They're actually three-point underdogs at Iowa. I think people are... Uh, first off, Iowa's, Iowa's pretty good. And singing up, everyone's singing, well, Minnesota, that was a lot of emotion and a wild celebration after you beat Penn State. And you're good, but you're not that good to handle these well, back-to-back. Yeah, back. but I think also, too, and I agree with you on that, but I also think that, well, we know how State's looming. Yeah. And you're not getting... Minnesota's not getting in with one loss. So Ohio State's looming... And so, even if you win this one, congratulations! And they'll show, they'll throw PJ, the coach, up in the air, and he'll celebrate wildly, and it'll be a lot of fun. But Ohio State is still looming, and they have uh, basically Ohio State has like nine tune-ups. <laughs> <laughs> they got Ohio State has Penn State and Michigan left here at the end of the year. Although this week it's another tune-up, right? We got a couple tune-ups. Undefeated Clemson is a thirty-four point favorite over Wake Forest. Yeah. Game is 130 on ABC. Ohio State is a 52-point favorite over Rutgers, 130 on the Big Ten. Would you have the stones to take the points? 52 is an enormous amount of points. That is an enormous. I think any time. I think once the Utes are 20-point favorites, once you get to 20-point favorites, you're just gambling on how much the coach wants to win by, how much he wants to get his stars out of the game so he keeps them healthy, and how good the backups are. Now, suppose this could happen. Now, Ohio State commits a turnover early. Something happens. Something fluky. 
and Rutgers scores a touchdown, you're down 59. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. There's no way I can even think of putting like more than five bucks down on a 52-point margin. Uh, Notre Dame's sellout streak is going to end, PK, amidst stories about declining attendance all across college football. Notre Dame with a massive sellout streak, 273 home games in a row. Capacity there, they raised it from 59,000 to 77,000 a few years ago in the middle of this streak. And they're playing Navy, but they got the AD saying, well, we got three home games in November. And okay. Just can't move 220,000 tickets or whatever it is. Except by saying that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Do you the last, th- you last think he just spurt. said it? There's tickets available, people. Yeah. Come on down from Chicago. You don't, you don't hear Harlan. I mean, they announce a sellout every week, and, er, and there's hundreds of seats available. You don't see him saying it. So it, it's a ploy. Everybody has a motivation. That's why you keep telling us the Broncos are getting good ratings. Therefore, we have to support Channel 2 and their decision to air the Broncos. Well, we have no idea if we put in somebody else, they could get tor- triple the ratings. Well, we actually do show other games with other teams, and it doesn't triple the ratings. If you fed us that other team constantly, you don't know. But if you keep feeding us the same thing, yeah, you're going to have some attachment. Duh. No kidding. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. He runs up the field and gets out of bounds, but that is not a first down pickup, and it's far oh, short. Oh, of it. we got reaction. Oh, we got flags. Oh, Mason. Oh, oh. And the Steelers. Oh, we got a kick in the end zone by a Steelers. And look I got a kick to the head. Out. He hit him with a. He tried to he hit tried him with to a hit. helmet. Yeah. He tried to hit, hit Mason yeah. with the helmet. Well, yeah. Well, this just sets the stage for the rematch. The rematch. Yeah, it does. The Browns and the Steelers. Cleveland wins 21-7. Miles Garrett rushing Mason Rudolph, takes him to the ground, gives him the business on the ground. Rudolph reaches for Garrett's helmet and tries to take it off. Garrett does rip Mason Rudolph's helmet off and then swings it overhand full force and hits him in the head. Okay, now let's get to what we think about it because all you need to say is go on social media and you can see it for yourself. Miles Garrett's going to be suspended for at least four games, but probably the rest of the season. Okay, what do you think that he? What do you think of him doing it? <laughs> you can't use a helmet as a weapon like that. Here we're trying to take the violence out of football, and you're ripping a guy's helmet off. Number one, you can't do that. Number two, and then you're swinging at full force and hitting him in the head. It's amazing that Rudolph was up there doing the post game. I'm surprised he is in concussion protocol. Yeah, I guess it would depend on how it, he was uh, struck. And so maybe that was more. I mean, literally, it could have been death. Yeah, that was maybe it was more glancing right. than it appeared on TV. But it looked. But really that doesn't bad. really matter. That's the result, and the intent is you just can't swing full force. Right. I mean, you could have split his head open. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Rudolph was okay enough to. to I I think he's do done for the rest of the year. I wouldn't rule out them suspending him in the next year. You know, saying that they give him some full year suspension, sixteen games, so he's coming back the middle of next season. There were two other incidents earlier this year that were pegged on social media right away. Uh, One where he threw a punch and uh, one where he hit a quarterback late and knocked him out and got flagged for it. So, I mean, I think the league is going to crush him. Even his teammates who were kind of getting interviewed about it in the postgame and kind of giggling about it, and then they saw the video. Because when you're on the field, you don't necessarily saw what we saw on TV. They saw the video, and they were like, well, that can't happen. 
Uh, just that can't happen. That's that's obviously going to be a major suspension. How long do you think he's out for? What was that week ten? So they got six more games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say the the rest of the season. I mean, they gave Burfick twelve, and obviously he's had a he's had a track one record. of the most extensive histories of foul play. And when they give him twelve games, right? So half of that, it sort of fits nicely. Half of that, uh, six games, rest of the season, uh, which I guess would include the postseason. I don't see how you can bring him back for the postseason. Uh, I'm just interested to see the the national reaction. The people who would be outraged if it were the other way around need to be outraged that it was this way. I saw Stephen A. Smith saying he should be sat down for the rest of the year. ESPN got his hot take out there right away. That was, there was I really didn't see anyone defending him. I mean, everybody was, well, everybody was coming down on him, and he tried to get out in front of it and said he lost his cool in his post-game remarks. So, well, duh. Right. Uh, I, I would hope that you would think that that's a description of losing your cool and not everyday behavior. Football games this weekend. It's the Patriots and the Eagles Sunday afternoon. That's uh, the big game Sunday night. It's the Bears and the Rams. Also, uh, Texans-Ravens is a battle of division leaders. So there's some of the bigger games this weekend. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, my career so far, it's been, uh, been it, it's, it's gone by so fast, and it's uh, been unbelievable. Um, you know, the hard work and, you know, time. obviously can't do this without my teammates, my coaches, um, all the guys throughout the my path, uh, my wife, my family. Um, you know, it means a lot to me. Mike Trout, MVP number three, both MVP awards staying in California. It's the Angels. Mike Trout and the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger. But a lot of that overshadowed PK. Uh, we didn't. We talked about it off the air, but not on the air. But a lot more people talking about the Astros. It seems like Major League Baseball is hoping to come down on the Astros pretty hard. A lot of people oh, well. suspecting that they've been cheating using cameras. And it's not just not the Astros, though. I mean, I, I think the Red Sox are getting investigated. The Yankees are getting investigated. Yeah. So that'll that'll be an ongoing thing here. And this is the this is awards week, but that other one will be a long-standing investigation, and then there'll be some sanctions, I would imagine, sometime over the winter. But for Trout, man, 28 years old, he just turned 28 in August, and he's not playing on a winning team, and to be racking up three MVPs is just absolutely amazing. And it's just it's just incredible. This this guy is one of a kind. I disagree with him. He could have done it without his teammates. He could have done it without his <laughs> wife. He could have done it without whomever because he's just that good. How many MVPs do you think he's going to finish with? If you had to put an over-under on it. He's 28, so... Six? He's double it, huh? All right. And he's, well, barring injury, obviously, he's just that good. I went, we Pac-12 media days. I usually go to a ball game, Angels or Dodgers, whoever's in town. Well, this year it was actually Angels and Dodgers playing each other at Dodger Stadium, right? And uh, he didn't get any hits. I don't think they gave him any pitches to hit. But he threw a laser in center field and threw out a a runner at the plate. So I quickly get on social media because I knew there would be the velocity of the throw. 96 miles an hour from center field. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he throws as hard as a major league pitcher. Yeah, he really but is just amazing. He's got the best bat you could ever want to have. He is he is the ultimate stud. I've been saying it for a long time. The best player we've had in this game since Mickey uh, R- Willie Mays. And Bellinger is a, is a young guy himself and just emerging. I don't. I think he's what like twenty three or twenty four. And Bellinger is from Arizona, and Trout is from Jersey. And what are my two basic states? Utah and California. No, those are two states I happen to live in, yes. But uh, my two foundation states. Born in Jersey, graduated from high school and college in the Grand Canyon State. I think there's a connection there. I haven't quite <laughs> figured it out what it is, but I think there is one. You've been following around Jock Sniffin MVPs? <laughs> Maybe that's it. They got their greatness from your presence in the state. Not at all. Okay. All right, DJ and PK, that is What is Trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live this morning. We are at Murdoch Chevy. We are in Woods Cross. Right off the freeway, and PK, you can be uh, trying on clothes here. Ready for some caps, some beanies? Oh yeah, we do have them over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want? You want a cap or a beanie? Uh, I've uh, given in. The people want to rip it off your head. I used to complain about that, but I'm done with that. Throw me the bean. There it is. There's a beanie. PK's putting on a beanie. Come on in. Rip it off his head. We've already had our first jazz fans in here this morning, and uh, we got multiple t-shirts with different looks we got one that's kind of got an australian thing going on you know if you like joe ingles oh, wow. we've, heard, we've, heard, one, huh? we've heard many of you do and that rumor's going around so hook you up there all right woods cross we're right off the freeway stop by here and you can register to win tickets to see byu and idaho state and utah and ucla we got a pair of each we'll be registering people during the show there'll be a drawing at the end of the show and we'll contact the winners and send you off to see college football tomorrow dj and pk it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone and now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They face the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. The game's on ESPN at 6 p.m. Pre-game show starts at 5 here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Also tonight, Utah State hosting North Carolina A&T. The game starts at 7 o'clock. That'll be on 1280 The Zone with the pre-game show at 6. The Jazz game will be over on 97.5 The Zone. Tomorrow, BYU kicking off 1 o'clock. Cougar pregame show starts at noon from JCW's in Provo right here on The Zone. Utah State kicks off with Wyoming at 2 o'clock. Watch it on ESPNU. Listen to it on The Zone. Pregame show with Scotty G starts at 1 o'clock. The Utes kick off at 6. Pregame show starts at 4 with with Hans Olsen and Frank Dolce. That game's on Big Fox at 6 o'clock. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles. Fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. This 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ralph Russo of the Associated Press talking college football. What kind of chance do you give the Pac-12 of getting into the playoffs? I think it's pretty good. I think the bigger issue might be more what if Georgia and LSU play in the SEC championship game. Georgia hands LSU its only loss of the season. But again, I think the Pac-12 is on deck. I I think the Pac-12 is not poorly positioned at all to get its champion in. Now that is barring nobody gets upset down the stretch here. You know, any kind of upset with Oregon or, or Utah, considering what they have left on their schedule, is going to be really damaging. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, reminding you to join us tonight, 6 p.m. at Legend Sports Grill, 677 South, 200 West, to cheer on the Jazz as they take on the Grizzlies. It's our official watch party, brought to you by Coors Light. Come hang out with the Jazz dancers, enjoy great food and drinks, all brought to you by Coors Light and Legend Sports Grill. All right, PK, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Who's right? Who can read the mind of the playoff selection committee? We just heard AP's Ralph Russo on the promo there at the start. Hey, the Pac-12's in good shape. They got to worry about Georgia winning out. But they're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, you were watching, pardon the interruption, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, the I-95 love fest. Longtime Washington guys, although Wilbon does seem to move around between Phoenix and Chicago and have residences uh, all over the place now. Well, you never depends know on what gonna, time of year. Yeah, never know where he's going to pop up. Uh, well, whereas Tony's locked down in Washington, D.C. And they were quite dismissive of everybody west of the Mississippi. And I wrote something this week and took a ton of blowback, and I'm a hack, and I'm a troll, and I'm this, I'm that, which is true. I'm all of those things. I don't deny it. I never have. But and because of my Pac-10 background, I'm nervous that the winner, uh, whether it be Utah Oregon, is going to get squeezed out. And that was the point, all Ute fans, including Golden Wetman. Golden Wetman, it was brought to my attention, said that I am approaching Gordon Monson D-bag level, apparently. <laughs> Gordon, wrote, <laughs> Gordon wrote a very similar column for the trip. I saw it. <laughs> oh, I did not, but... Yeah. Uh, so, now I want you to listen to what Tony and Mike Wilbon had to say. I guess the computer's locked up and we won't be able to hear it. That's unfortunate. Well, they basically said to anybody oh. west of the Mississippi. Now we got it. Or do we? Yes or no? 50-50. Minnesota has two things going for it. A great win. Over they're undefeated. And they haven't lost. No, they're undefeated. And some of these other teams that are ahead of Baylor them have Minnesota, lost a game. Right. They haven't lost at all. But, I, we, but, but we still think it's going to come down to our number four selection. We're basically saying you and I, it's either Alabama or Georgia. We're not- there it is. It's either Alabama or Georgia. Talked about two two undefeateds and then blew them both off. So didn't mention one loss teams like Utah, Oklahoma, and Oregon. I'd have to think that those guys are trolls. They're Ute haters. They're hacks. How could they possibly be on the air all this time? Making gr- they're the money. worst. <laughs> uh, a lot of people look at them as the best, actually. 
believe it or not. <laughs> well, wait, they said the same thing I said. That's different. You're you. They're them. <laughs> it's a sliding scale, PK. Golden Woodman. You have to go after these people. Nah, he really doesn't. No, come on. You just can't go after me. Yeah, you can. When one saith the same as thouest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Yes. Because that's the same thing I said. So you must be attacking them. They're trolls. They're haters. They just say things to get reactions without regard to any human feeling. Completely. Am I right? Uh, the I standard even, must be the same. No, no, it really doesn't have to be. You're a local hack, and they are uh, national legends who will go into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, wherever that thing is. Well, it ought to be in Tijuana, then, if they're in it. <laughs> I just want fairness. Everyone wants fairness. Dave, you've preached to me about having fairness. Yep, fairness would be good. <laughs> that would be good. And you know what would be fair? Uh, what? All the SEC teams got in and everybody else got out of the way. Well, but see, why would those guys say that? Well, well I think they think because that's how it's going to play out. I mean, we're all trying to guess what a committee is going to th- do based on games that haven't been played yet and results we expect. Why would they be dismissive of the Pac-12 so easily? Because the SEC is thought of as the best league in okay, the country. Why and the Pac-12 they... is thought of as the fourth or fifth best league in the country. So if everybody's a one-loss team, the best one-loss team must be in the SEC. I think that's what they think. So that was the point I was thinking. Now, I don't personally believe that. But I was trying to articulate what I thought would happen. And apparently that became very insulting to a lot of people to the point where name calling was out there. Yes. Golden Wetman. You must be taught a lesson (laughs) due to your poor attitude. Which I do have one. Right. But that's not the point here. The point is we have seen two SEC teams in the tournament before. And the point is now there have been three of the top five in the country in the media and coaches polls have been SEC teams. Right. And then the committee comes out with their rankings and they've got three of the top five. And so when you say, well, I kind of think SEC is going to get two in and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to get the shaft, you're a lousy human being. And that's my fear. I would see why you would think that looking at what the college – committee is telling us now there's still a bunch of games to be played we think and we were going through them yesterday and you're like i'm not analyzing all of them i don't have the brain space for it i would think this weekend there's at least i think you can argue there's six games that could impact what happens yeah but all the key word is could right now we all think utah is going to beat or oregon's going to beat arizona and that's not really going to impact anything but we're all counting on utah if you want Utah in, you need Oregon to be 11-1. and one. And I don't think Oregon's going to screw up that Arizona game, but they better not because if they do, it hurts Utah. And yeah. it would be great if Wake Forest took down Clemson. I don't think it's going to happen, and neither does Vegas. Clemson's favored by 34. Yeah, I don't know that I see anything really mattering this week, with the possible exception of Georgia. Auburn Oregon. beating Georgia. That's that's the only one. And you're well, uh, Oklahoma and Baylor. I think it would be best. Yeah, but that's if they split, right? So it, so, is, so there's so no impact wins this now, week. as long as they meet right. again in the Big Twelve title, right. and the other team right. wins. Right, but that so that has go. no impact this weekend. That, my point stands. 
There's nothing that outside of Georgia Auburn. There's really nothing that can Georgia getting a second much. loss would be the biggest and best thing. Agreed. That could happen because then you'd get them out of the way, right? And all they could do is play spoiler. Although I don't, at that point, I don't know. They're not spoiling anybody's. Uh, they probably run. can't spoil LSU. LSU's got such a good resume now. They just hurt themselves. Yeah. yeah. So they would. So then, but the way I look at it, and my cynical nature, and the lack of respect that the Pac-12 gets, then they'll just point to Alabama. Nope. So that just favors Alabama. You could Oklahoma slash Baylor. And they could look at Oklahoma. You were discussing yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma's three spots back, but if Minnesota and Penn State lose as we expect, then Minnesota's right behind Oregon and Utah. If, if you're three lengths back with five furlongs to go, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> because it's not really a race. It's what a bunch of people around the table think it is. And if they want to say that quality win, beating Baylor a second time puts Oklahoma in, people in the Pac-12, whoever, Oregon or Utah fans, whoever wins the game, can scream and yell all they want, but Oklahoma's in and the screaming and yelling doesn't do any good. And then will I get an apology? No, you will not get an apology. <laughs> that is not going to be forthcoming. All I'll get is slammed if the Utes get in, which I hope I get slammed. Yeah, because yeah. they're 12-1, and, right. and we've had another month of winning. Right. And then we've got a month of how can they upset undefeated LSU or undefeated Ohio State. Whoever might be, sure. Yeah, yeah. who cares, really? Uh, the fact that they would be in would be marvelous. So, uh, it. I still have my doubt, and it's not relative to Utah. It, it just could have been ASU in there, and, and I would have my doubt. But I get a lot of it is I speak and, and people, oh, he hates us. Yes. Which is kind doesn't of comical make, after all these years. But. It doesn't make any sense because you hate everybody. Yeah. And the truth is you don't, but people aren't standing there when they see the coaches laughing with you. So, oh, well. It keeps working. The national perception is somewhat all over the place, but it's also legitimate in that the Pac-12 is going to get squeezed out. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it should. I think if you win your conference with one loss, you should be in. But I just I don't see the Pac-12 getting the respect it deserves. And a lot of it is on the other 10 teams, not Oregon and... The Utes. It's on the other 10 teams who just aren't good enough to provide the competition that they need to get a benefit from their conference games. Well, like the S- you got to admit, the SEC, the- if you come out of it, you get a benefit. Georgia is absolutely getting the benefit of beating Florida. Florida's putting together a good season. Now, As Georgia's also getting the benefit of having scheduled a home-and-home home with Notre Dame. And, and they won this and year. they won this year, right. The yeah. Two years ago, they went up to Notre Dame, and they lost by a point. And they get the benefit of the fact that Notre Dame's putting together a good season. If USC and Stanford could sweep Notre Dame, that Georgia-Notre Dame win wouldn't look as good, and Utah's game with USC would look different, but that doesn't seem to be And, and I've heard, well, because I point out BYU, or Utah hasn't played a uh, Power 5 since 2015. And, of course, the, 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 the BYU haters. So that means we should stop scheduling... BYU. In my mind, that means you should keep BYU and schedule a Power Five. I'm not saying if you're a going Power to, Five of LSU's caliber. If you're going to impress the committee, yeah. if you're going to reverse 
two to three years worth of negative stories. Right. Four, arguably. Yeah. Um, Don't replace BYU. Addition. Because you look at Gonzaga basketball. They get hit hard in the West Coast Conference. Deservedly so. So what do they do? They schedule as tough as can possibly be in the non-conference to overcome it. And they have. They haven't won the title, but they've been in the Final Four, right? And they have received very good seeds. That's the way to combat it. Not take BYU off. Add to BYU. Because then you have to overcome the Pac-12 perception. That's the best way to do it, by toughening your schedule. Don't take the one team that could possibly give you a challenge in the non-conference and take them off and just replace them with somebody else because then you're still running in place. Add to it to make your schedule tougher so you can really show them at the end of the year. If you right now want to be popular, the only thing you can say, I was talking about this with some other media members who've also, everybody, anybody who says anything about the Utes that isn't, they are awesome. They are going to the playoff. This is a great team. Anything else will get you blowback. So you said something else and you got blowback. Good. Because <laughs> I hate them too. You do not. Do too. Well, the, the, you hate the people who are uh, going at you on social media, or you hate the Utes? I just hate people. No. Well, that's largely true. I can believe that. All right. We got a lot of feedback from you. This question's been up on Facebook, and it uh, turns out our listeners are all over the map. We will get to that next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live from Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West. We're in Woods Cross. You can shop online anytime at MurdochChev, C-H-E-V, MurdochChev.com. It's November. Their black tie sales event is underway. Murdoch Chevy dressed up with the best deals of the year. Ready for you to take them home today. 15% off the MSRP of the 2020 Equinox LT. 11000 off the 2019 Chevy Silverado. And you can save 15% off MSRP on the 2019 Crew Cab Colorado LT. Stop by, say hi. We are here at Murdoch Chevy right off the freeway in Woods Cross. You can rip the hat or the beanie right off of PK's head. Oh, yeah, I need a new one. You just, you he took one. Yep. And we've got uh, T-shirts here, jazz T-shirts, lots of different looks. Got the little jazz note desktop paperweight thingy. You got that? You want to stop by and get that? And we'll be here till 10 a.m. Enter to win while you're here. We got tickets to Utah and UCLA and BYU and Idaho State tomorrow. A couple of tickets to each game. You stop by, you enter to win, and at the end of the show, we'll give the tickets away. All right, PK, we got a lot of people weighing in. Some some people want us taken off the air. <laughs> some people think we're spot on. Okay. That is extreme right there. <laughs> These two clowns have been doing bad radio for years. Why doesn't somebody else start a show? Well, ten other shows started and they've all gone away. I don't know what to tell you, dude. But okay. <laughs> We're just quoting Tony and uh, Mike, though. It doesn't matter. They'd probably take those clowns off the air, too. 
Oh, man. To think that I don't want the Utes to go to the playoff is absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I want you all These to do well. These two hacks love BYU. Okay, whatever. Is that what they said? Uh, we've got that. Oh. Well, I do uh, love we got, BYU. We got DJ clown emoji, PK clown emoji. You know, it's all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. I ask clown questions. Jeff says... I'm a USC fan, and I can readily admit that the Pac-12 sucks. The conference doesn't deserve a team in the college football playoff. That's too harsh. And then Todd goes back at him. Jeff, you're basically saying if USC sucks, then the Pac-12 sucks. That's what he says. And Jeff goes, yeah, that's the case. Well, duh, yeah. (laughs) He says, at least that's the media's perception. So I don't know if we're talking about the media here. We're talking about the college football selection committee. Well, right, yeah, but right now the media has the largest voice, but I get your point. You're ultimately, you're right. But the selection committee does have a voice. They got Georgia 4 and Alabama 5. So, I right, mean, we but can it's blame not a constant the media. voice. It's not. They put yeah, their thing out yeah. on Tuesday and then they go away. Right. And the rest of us talk they, about it. Exactly, yeah. But we talk and they have the power to say, you're in, you're out. We can try to. Well, it, it's interesting because you're right. Obviously, the poll is what it is, so I can't argue that. There are disrespecting the Pac-12 in a sense, but they're also respecting it in putting Minnesota, who has a better win than either of Oregon or Utah, behind them. And see, I think that's... uh, Everything's political, right? I think, one, do you want to admit you were wrong? They had Minnesota at 17. How much do they want to jump them? And there's also the thought, well, if we're really wrong and they're that good, they'll go in and beat Iowa. And then we'll jump right. up and take right. care of it. Right. And if they go in and lose to Iowa, and they are See? a three-point underdog, yeah, we were right all along. We never put them in front of these guys. And I think there is some bias. Minnesota does not have a long history. There, I think without you know, question, in college football. Yeah. You can't help it. Everyone has bias. What have, there's so few games that you're going to go back to the games the year before, and there is carryover with coaches and some players usually. So why not consider the last year or two? But if the bias is oh, thick you can't enough, help it. then Central Florida can go undefeated two years in a row and win 25 in a row, and they can look at them and go, no, nah, you're still not good enough. Well, that's a bias the other way. Right. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. at least the Pac-12 yeah. isn't going up against that. Uh, no, not to that extreme. I have a connection to Minnesota. <laughs> really? Because I went to Northern Arizona out of high school, right? Uh-huh. And the coach there was a guy named Joe Salem, and he got the job at Minnesota. Get out. <laughs> Isn't that freaky? <laughs> Dan posts here, only Ute haters, Pac-12 haters, trolls, SEC apologists can reply to these. I'm none no. of those things, and I know that the committee will not pick a one-loss Pac-12 team over an SEC runner-up. It's logic. It's history. It's not that complicated. That's my fear. So, see, Dan's right there with you. But apparently I was just... Dan used to work at Channel 2, I actually know. I was just a total hater by pointing that out. Yes, you were. And you deserve to be disciplined. I don't hate the Utes, but I hate each and every one of you. Your show should be canceled. That other clown should be gone, too. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you said that. (laughs) Well... All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We have a lot more entertaining responses coming from you, and we will get to those coming up. But we got Kyle Gunther joining us. The red and the blue today. Kyle will be here at 8 o'clock irritating BYU fans. Brian will be here at 9 o'clock irritating Ute fans. Do not miss your appointment listening. DJ and PK, brought to you in part by Homie. Is it buying or selling a home? 
Check out Homie and join the big show Wednesday, November 20th from 3 to 6 at Homie, 103-55 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan.